This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Start of Communication podcast. Today, we are continuing with our friendship series, talking about how to deepen your friendships. So by now, we've discussed how to talk to strangers, how to turn those acquaintances into friends, and now we want to take things to the next level so that we can move past surface-level friendships and into stronger bonds. A quote that really resonated with both of us and that is relevant for today's episode, you may have heard it before, but it says, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. So, discussing people and discussing events as quote-unquote small and average minds do is going to happen. Molly and I don't think there's anything wrong with making small talk with those sorts of things. Small talk is important to establish connection with someone, so I wouldn't freak out about speaking about less important topics some of the time. That has to happen. But of course, as you get to know someone better... That happens when you move past those surface-level conversations. And if you want to break through surface-level friendships to make them deeper-level friendships, then we're going to talk about some strategies to do that. Yeah, and I will find myself sometimes, too, talking about people or talking about events, but then I'll kind of notice that I'm getting stuck in that rut, and I'll try and change it to more like deeper conversations about life, about um, things I've heard in the news or maybe not the news at this current time, (laughs) but you know, like trying to shift away from that people and events type thing. Cause it is easy to get stuck in that rut, but it is easier to get stuck in that rut with, um, more service level friendships. So we can talk today about like more how to get past that. Yeah. Cause think about it. If you're having a surface level conversation with someone and let's say you're just gossiping about some other people, it's always in your power to shift the conversation. So let's say that person starts talking about something that is not terribly exciting to you or you can tell they're gossiping and that's just not something you want to do. You can turn that into a deeper conversation by, for example, asking them a question of why does that bother you? Why does the fact that that person just bought a house bother you? And then maybe that person will say, well, you know, I really want to purchase real estate, but I'm not in that place yet. This is you know, just an example of something that might happen, but by asking that question and going beyond just making observations and digging deeper, finding out the why behind someone's motivation to talk about something or saying, what does that mean to you? Asking these more open-ended questions will help them hopefully dig a little deeper. And so you can actually get to know the person a lot better. That speaks so much more to their personality if they tell you like, yeah, I've been trying to buy a house for a while, then you learn more about them than if you're just talking about someone else together. Yeah. And I think you made a good point just then saying about like how it's not just about observations, making it a little bit more is really important because I can get stuck in observations so easily. So, um, turning it back on like the person presently in front of you and their lives and their thoughts. Yeah. And I think one time we mentioned in one of our episodes how people bond over complaining about stuff and that is so true and that's a really good way to open the door and break the ice is oh my gosh I can't believe they're serving this disgusting food but then that can you can turn that into a deeper conversation 
by asking the right leading questions, usually beginning Mm -hmm. with why or what do you feel about that or asking for specific examples for that person to give you can be really helpful. And just a side note on all of this, I think there's definitely a time and a place for this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if I was just imagining us going into a deeper conversation in line to get food, like (laughs) wait, (laughs) I think that's just something, a side note. Yeah, you definitely don't want to necessarily get into these deep conversations if you're in the elevator or you're waiting in line for something or you're not in a place to go beyond the small talk. The important thing is recognizing it's okay to have small talk and to have those surface level conversations But when you are spending time with someone frequently and you want to take your friendship or your romantic relationship to the next level, it's important to recognize when the conversation is stuck and when you've kind of reached a plateau in what you know about that person and explore different ways to get to know them deeper. And one way to do that is taking your already existent conversation and asking probing questions yeah so this conversation just brought up a um conversation I had a couple weeks ago I don't know um so my friend was telling me that her couple friend it's a couple um the one of the people in the couple doesn't like to talk about anything at home that pertains to his work or talk to his partner about anything pertaining to his work at all. He shuts it down. He says, nope, I don't talk about work with you. Um, I do that all day at my job. So why would I bring that into our relationship? Um, And I wanted to know what you thought, Trisha, because I was, well, no, I want to hear what you think first. I think that that would be really hard as the girlfriend, because obviously his work is a huge part of his life. And that's a part of his life that he's not willing to share with her. And if she really wants to know him on a full level, I think that's important to know every aspect of people's lives. And obviously certain things are going to be more private and you're not going to, it happens gradually. You don't, I don't meet someone on the street and say, okay, here's what I, here are my religious views, here are my political views, here's what I do at work, here's what I do with my friend. That would be way too much. But if you're in a relationship with someone and it's like work is a big deal. That's a big chunk of his time that he's spending at work. I think that he really should open up about that. I understand if he doesn't want to go into the details of the day to day, here's what I did today, but giving her at least the big picture or talking about why he was stressed or something like that is going to really deepen their bond because then she can understand him a little bit better. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, if he was at work and comes home and is in a mood, right? Like, but then he can't talk about it. Like, that makes no sense to me. And then with my boyfriend, I think a decent part of it is talking about, like, our work days and and the deeper things about it. I'm not coming home and telling him, like... um, this is what the conversation with my coworker went like, or like, this is the paperwork I had to do. I'm talking to him about the bigger picture stuff. And then he can share more. Um, he can share that view with me and like have that aspect in of my life in his brain. So then we can always go deeper into conversations about work, but then bringing it to that more general life topic stuff. And that helps us connect a lot too. Cause if I come home one or if I um, speak to him on the phone one day, 
and I'm like, I'm super stressed because of X, Y, Z, then he'll kind of get deeper into like, well, what does that mean? And like, da, 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 da. So it leads into a lot of deeper conversations too. And I think it's a huge part of it. Yeah. And having that balance is so important too. Like if, I don't know. Yeah, well, cause your job that reveals a lot about your goals and your aspirations, unless you're doing a job that's totally mm-hmm. irrelevant for you. But then there's so many thoughts on this right now. But one is if you're compartmentalizing and saying like, okay, this is my girlfriend. I don't talk to her about work stuff. And okay, I'm at my job. I don't talk about my personal life. I think that's kind of dangerous. It's appropriate for sure in certain situations. Like I don't talk to my boss about certain things I talk to my friends about. That's normal. But in a relationship, you do want to make sure that you're a little more well-rounded and exposing all the parts of yourself to that person, which reminds me of this book that I'm reading right now that is talking about deepening human connection. And one of the things it says is that romantic relationships and even friendships, you should be with people that are helping you become the best version of yourself. And if he's not opening up about his work situation, she's not going to be able to help him in that work situation become you know, encourage him and support him in that role to be the best version of himself. And he's just shutting that off. So that's always going to limit, in my opinion, their ability to connect on that particular level. And I think, yeah, on that same point, he, she's not going to know his whole self, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and even just little things like, what are the names of the people you work with? Like, what do you even do? What is that huge part of you that chose to do that? I don't know. Like just the feeling of connection too. Yes. Like I feel more connected when I know the little details of someone's life and that's not a little detail. That's a big thing. Yeah. And I think, um, from what I could understand, I think his view on it was like, well, I don't think that's important. I think we should only be talking about like more deep, important things. Like, um, philosophy and, um, politics and deep life discussions. I think what we're going to get into later too, is like, it's all a balance. Like we can't, like if me and Trisha only had super deep conversations all the time, I would be like, Oh my gosh, my brain hurts. Yeah. (laughs) It is a balance. And that's, yeah. And it doesn't mean that those menial things can't turn into deeper discussions. And if anything, I think understanding a person's day-to-day is going to help you with the deeper discussions and to know the person better because our habits are us. They're who we are. And so the little things that we do are the big part of reveals a lot about our personality. So, but it also going off of this, it's important if you want to strengthen your bond with someone, as we mentioned, to go to different facets of your life. So for example, if I'm hanging out with my coworkers. You want to try not to just talk about work. Obviously, that's the thing that you have to bond about starting off. And it's easy to talk about work. And inevitably, it always goes back to work in my experience. But it's once you start to get to know someone, when I ask my coworkers about their personal lives or I ask them about their other projects or I ask them about different things or I go out and I meet their friends or I go to their houses, like that's when you get to know someone. That's when you turn an acquaintance into a friend really Mm -hmm. and like we always talk about I mean in my life I always categorize my friends like oh that's a work friend Mm -hmm. that's a um friend from home that's a um friend from book club or whatever right um but I think instead of the way it turns into like oh that's my friend yeah (laughs) 
is when you start talking about and overlapping those different parts of your life. And so giving them a bigger picture of who you are yeah, is really important. Part of it, too, though, is you don't want to overwhelm yourself and think you have to get to this deep level with every person. But I think there's yeah. more room to go deeper with a lot of people than people think. People think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not that close to this person, therefore I don't have to ask these questions. But honestly, you can... Even just one conversation, one deep conversation with a person can make you feel more connected and feeling more connected makes us feel better. And it, regardless of whether that turns into a long lasting friendship, having a deep conversation is going to be more stimulating and emotionally fulfilling for you than not. Yeah. And something on that note is that these deep conversations can be hard to go into because you're sharing more of your life, which is sometimes slash all the time vulnerable. Uh (laughs) Um, it's not easy to go into a friendship and like, or a conversation with someone and share deeper parts of your life because that's who you are. And, um, there's room for perceived, you can perceive them to judge you or something. There's always room for that. Um, and it's scary. So like if I were to go talk to my friend who is my quote unquote work friend and start talking about like my relationship or I start talking about like my dreams, like there's room for, um, potential, like not judgment. I can't think of the word, but like, yeah. What will she think of me Um, if I start talking about this? That's a huge thing. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think in order to deepen friendships, you have to be vulnerable. Like if I were only to talk about the surface level things and safe things that I know people will like accept and whatever, like there's no room for deepening a connection. Mm -hmm. And so I, there are two sides to this. You could, on the one hand, ask deeper questions that will promote, that will prompt people to give you more vulnerable answers. But if that person's not ready, what's usually really helpful is if you're vulnerable first. And if you say like, oh, gosh, this is really stressing me out. And then someone else says, oh, my gosh, this is stressing me out, too, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be the only one. That's exactly what happened to me at work the other day. I have been super stressed at work. Um, Trisha's been a lovely ear to (laughs) cry on, (laughs) Um, shoulder to cry on. And so at work the other day, I was, like, at my wit's end, um, and I looked at my coworker and I said, I am super stressed. This is really hard. I feel like my cup is full and I can't accept anymore. And she looked at me and she said, oh my gosh, me too. I went home to my husband last night and I just like said, give me the wine. (laughs) And we bonded over that because it's, it's something that we don't typically discuss. Everything's hunky dory, la di da di da. Cause I had the chance of me saying that and her being like, oh really? Like I'm fine. Like this is not hard at all. And that could have, there's that vulnerability piece that I was jumping into. So what I love about that is that that probably strengthened your bond with that coworker. So now, you know, in the future, if you are feeling stressed, she's probably someone you can open up to about. And that is so important because if you're feeling, especially in your work situation where you're trapped or you're isolated, that's going to really take a toll on your ability to succeed at your job. And so just knowing that there's one person there who can be a support for you because of that one little comment that took a lot of strength on your end to open up and be vulnerable. Vulnerability almost always pays off really. And even though it's so scary, it does. And if it, if it failed, like, let's say you said that and she's like, Oh, well I'm fine. 
at least you can pat on the back to you for doing it and it won't feel as scary to tell the next person who then may connect with you. And sometimes it's trial and, and error. And it gives you information about that person. Oh, I guess, like, that's not someone. That's still information and that's still you yeah. gaining something. Yeah, so then you know, okay, in the future, I won't open up to this person and I'll learn how to <laughs> She's not protect ready. myself. Yeah. But what's interesting, because I've always kind of thought that is, okay, if you're, if you're vulnerable first, people will be vulnerable with you. But I've had a few recent experiences where, well, I guess this is not recent. People tend to tell me their life stories without me <laughs> even asking. So, But recently I was in a situation where I didn't know too many people. I was at a party and I didn't know really anyone there and everyone else knew each other. And I kind of knew this one guy who was married to my friend of a friend. And so we ended up chatting and I was talking with him about his job and he doesn't really like his job. And just out of nowhere, I was like, so what is your dream? And he just like, he's like, my dream is to be a writer, which is totally different from his, <laughs> his day-to-day job. He does nothing to do with writing and he wants to be a music writer and he wants to write songs and like all these things. And I was like, Wow, I felt like I learned so much more about him in that 30 seconds that it took him to answer that question than I had ever known. And then I recently took a trip to New York and I was visiting with some old friends and I was telling them this story. And then I asked them what their dreams were and I learned about goals that they had that I never knew. I had been friends with one of these girls for three years, and I never knew that one day she wants to open a restaurant. How did that escape me? And I feel like (laughs) I know her so much better now. And I'm not saying go ask everyone on the street what their dreams are, but questions (laughs) like that can really deepen a bond and create an instant connection with someone because then you learn so much about who they really are. And I think it's something that people kind of keep inside, like their wildest dreams. You don't go out and say all the time. So when, but the fact that the guy at the party was so quick to answer, it was like he had been holding that inside and no one had ever asked him before. And now he's like, oh my gosh, I can be myself and I can say this thing. And it made me feel good. And it, I think, I hope it made him feel good. He seemed happy and he (laughs) chatted about it for a long time. Yeah, I think, what I'm taking away from that is that it could be the dream question. It could be any question, but I think what you did, Trisha, is you gave those people space to be vulnerable. So it's also, so it's being vulnerable on your own can give people space, but then also asking those questions can give space to people to be vulnerable and it makes it a safer place for them to be vulnerable. Cause like we talked about being vulnerable is super scary, but by asking those questions, you're saying, yeah, like I'm, I'm asking, I want to know, like, I'm not going to judge you, and I'm genuinely wondering. That is true. So I think that, yeah. yeah. The non-judgmental aspect and the genuine curiosity are both really important. If you're asking because you hear it on a podcast and you think that's the right thing to do, but you don't really care, they're going to tell, be able to tell subconsciously, and they're not going to want to open up to you. And then if you're judging them, like if he said, I want to be a writer, I said, well, that's stupid. That, that, that would not strengthen our bond at all. That would make him never want to be my friend ever. And, yeah. So I'm actually thinking back um, to a friendship that I used to have in my high school years. Um, and not being able to be vulnerable with each other actually killed our friendship. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were pretty good friends. But um, I've learned a lot in my life. So I'm obviously not perfect. And I have had struggles with judging and not giving people space to be vulnerable with me. Mm -hmm. 
And so a big life event happened in my friend's life and she didn't feel like she could tell me because I usually judged. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I think that was something that she judged poorly, but Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But she didn't feel like she had the space to share it with me because I was going to judge her. Um, And then I felt hurt that she didn't tell me this big thing that happened in her life. So we kind of ended our friendship. (laughs) And so I think that piece is so important of creating that space that's not judgmental and then also trusting people to share something vulnerable too. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And this, so the dream conversation and what you're saying just now about your friend not opening up about that big thing, a huge thing that I've been realizing in the past few years is I have such good feelings towards people who support me. And one of my main values in life has become supporting the people I care about. And I think this started when I began working at a company that was filled with performers. And so they would have shows and they would be in concerts and they would organize. Even one of my coworkers is really active in his church. So I went to Long Island, like two and a hours away, just to go to his church and support him because that was important for me. And it meant the world to him that I did that. I flew to New York to go to one of my coworkers' shows because that, to me, is a demonstration of your affection for someone. And obviously, everyone's love language and friendship language is different, but supporting the people you care about in general is huge. And in that, so for example, when people tell me they listen to our podcast or I'm starting a business in Savannah and this girl shared my Facebook post the other day and that just it just melted my heart. It just made me feel so happy that she cares. But the other tying this back into what we were saying before and the communication element is when you're supporting someone's endeavors, you get to know them on such a deeper level. The things that Molly and I talk about on this podcast are not things that I talk about with my friends all the time. And so by listening to this show, they're getting to know both of us a little bit better. By seeing my coworker on a stage when I had never seen him in his element before, that's amazing. By reading my friend's blog about her adoption process, I get to hear, I get to learn a side, see a side of her that I never saw before. And so in supporting the people that you care about, you really get to know them on a deeper level and it makes them feel good. Then you have something deeper to talk about. Oh, I didn't know you were such a great actor. When did you get into theater? And then it sparks this whole discussion of this person's lifelong journey. And then you get to know their dreams and everything. So it's just supporting people in the small things is a way to really strengthen your bond. And it can push things to a much deeper level. And then even tying it back to vulnerability, Mm -hmm. those things that they're doing the plays that they're in, the churches they are singing at, the um, blog that they're writing, that's all vulnerability and you're supporting it. So again, creating that safe space to chat and give them um, the room of not judgment and safe space. I think that's exactly what that is. Yeah, and just showing that you care about it and rooting for them because that's often the fuel that keeps people going is knowing they have someone in their corner rooting for them And if, so let's say you don't work at a company in Manhattan that has Broadway performers and everything like I happened to do, there (laughs) are still ways to support your friends. It could be something small, like if you're in a corporate setting and someone's giving a presentation, go watch their presentation. You might see a side of them you didn't see before. Or if someone's hosting a party, like go to the party, ask what you can do to help. If it's someone's birthday, you support them in little ways that helps you get to know them better. Yeah, 
even I'm thinking of like my real life, like say my friend wants to go rock climbing for the first time, I'll go with her to support her and see like, you know, that kind of stuff even Mm -hmm. is really important. And then in that case, it gets to be an experience that you share together. Well, in any case, when you go out and support people, it's an experience that you can share together and that strengthens your relationship as well. Yeah. Creating new memories of a new thing is great. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a friend out here who like we went um, and went to a, like a group hike that we had never both done before. And when we did it, it was kind of cool. It was like, oh, we now have shared this experience and we've deepened our friendship over it because we can share that memory together. And it's kind of like we talked about in our traveling episode. You get to know a whole different side of someone. Yeah. Like if you've never yes. traveled with someone before, you've never gone on a hike with someone before, you've never seen someone in their element. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So many good thoughts. Yeah. Another thing I like to do, I love doing this, it, to, if you're, let's say you're, you have this friendship with someone and you're having trouble getting deeper discussions in, send articles that you like oh, yeah. or re- refer a book to them. Say, I just finished this book. I think you should read it. And then we can talk about it because that's going to stimulate a deeper discussion beyond talking about people or talking about events. That's when you start talking about ideas or mm-hmm. podcasts. Like I send articles and podcasts and blogs to people all the time I feel like no one ever sends them to me but (laughs) Molly does Molly's the only one but I love it because it's it means so much to me if someone says oh I heard this and I thought you would enjoy it or I thought you would get value from this and then we have something to talk about and say did you read that book yeah yeah I did what do you think about this part oh my gosh I love that and then we can tie it into our personal lives and then the friendship gets stronger and stronger yeah, actually, me and Joey just started doing this. We are starting to read, like, more, um, not, I guess, self-help books and, like, listening to podcasts together. And it's, it's it's like, so great to have something like that to chat about and compare. And it's just really cool. Yeah, because sometimes it, it's easy to get stuck in the mundane conversation. And so if you do, mm-hmm. well, which, like Molly alluded to before, it's a balance. You can have yes, this small talk balance. and you can talk about your daily tasks. That's important. And that's actually where most inside jokes and things happen. But it's also really yes. refreshing to have someone to talk about the deeper stuff with. And the more I'm finding, the more people that I start talking about deeper things with, whether it's, okay, I shared this article and that prompted a really deep discussion, or I asked you about your personal life, the more people I start doing it with, the more I realize that everyone enjoys it. And I feel like Mm -hmm. even people that I perhaps subconsciously judge as being, they wouldn't be interested in having this conversation. Once it gets to that place, it's like, wow, I've just discovered a whole new side of them. And now I know that I can talk to them about this stuff. It's more mentally stimulating for me. And we strengthen our bond. It's more social. And the people that don't respond and don't reciprocate and it doesn't get past the surface level, then I know that okay, this is where friendship probably will be. I'm not going to rely on this person for those sorts of discussions. And I think on that note, it's important too to know you are going to have different types of friends. Mm -hmm. There are going to be the friends that is your work friend, like the end. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you find that connection that you want to build a friendship with someone, these are good ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you never know what you'll end up learning about someone. One other yeah. quick note is I earlier we were talking about asking why 
for example. Yes. So let's say your friend is struggling with something, is really upset about something, rather than immediately trying to problem solve and say, okay, here's what we can do, or just trying to make them feel better and say, okay, here's some wine and cake, let's move on. Ask them <laughs> why, which is fine in certain scenarios, sometimes people don't want to go Maybe deeper. wine, cake, and why. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> So ask them why they're feeling that way. And I bring this up because I recently had a discussion with someone who's really upset about like a small thing that happened. And I just, from an outsider's perspective, was struggling to understand the root cause of it. And why did this even bother you? It was just such a flippant little comment made by your coworker. And she ended up divulging a lot of information about her past and her childhood and all this stuff that she'd gone through in therapy and so then that got me talking about my childhood and so then we really moved our friendship to a much deeper level than it had been before and that was unexpected it wasn't calculated I didn't say okay let me start this conversation by finding out more about her life (laughs) it was a really simple like Why did that upset you? But sometimes I think we're afraid to go there because of the vulnerability aspect. And we think, okay, this person's hurting. Let me put a Band-Aid on it and wash my hands of it and walk away. Instead, sometimes we need more than a Band-Aid. And Trisha, exactly. Trisha didn't go in and saying, like, let me fix it for you. Or here's how you can solve that problem. Don't talk to that coworker anymore or whatever. You just kind of gave her space to share why, which is huge. I think I didn't know how to fix it for her, so I don't know how to do it. I just ask questions, but asking questions ended up making her feel better because then she was able to share all that, and then she came to all these epiphanies on her own about why she was upset and how to not be so upset then. So don't be afraid to ask the tough questions. Don't be afraid to share, even if no one asks you the question. Sometimes it's helpful to just say, hey, I'm feeling this way, and then see how many people agree with you and jump on. Do it like on the subway, scream it, and then see how many come. I'm having a bad day. Who's with me? (laughs) You're gonna get like 20 friends. That was all sarcastic. Please don't do that. (laughs) I mean, anyway, any more thoughts, Molly? (laughs) Um, I think I brain dumped everything I wanted to. Great. So, what are your take homes this week? All right. I think one of my take homes. Would be, I'm stealing this probably from what you want to say, but I'm going to do it anyway. I would say find an article or something (laughs) that you like and um, send it to someone. And that's kind of opening the door of a safe space. And don't say like, let's talk about this on Tuesday. That's weird. But kind of be like, oh my gosh, I read this and I thought about um, the situation we talked about the other day. The end. Yeah. (laughs) I think that'd be a really cool way to give someone space to be vulnerable and deepen your friendship. I'm glad you said that one because that was my number two. And so now I get to say my number one, which was find a way to support a friend this week. That is, it can be something small, like liking their thing on Facebook or sharing it, take it a step further or attending an event that they're hosting. Just find some way that you can support something that one of your friends is doing. Everyone, it seems these days, has a project or a side hustle where you find a way that you can support them in one of those things. I love this conversation. It made our friendship a little deeper, and I loved it. I agree. I hope that everyone listening can take something away from it. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, complaints, please contact us at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Last Art of Communication. I mean, we're basically everywhere. 
Exactly. And if you do have time, we would very much appreciate if you could take a few moments to leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Because without those ratings and reviews, it's really hard for other people who are not our friends, who are diligently supporting us, as all of you are, to find the show. And we would just really appreciate if you could take a moment to do that for us. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. Thanks.